I'd see him sitting on that couch all day long, just staring at that Hollywood hogwash. Our favorite show was Hollywood Hogwash. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Hollywood Hogwash. I'm Andrew Pisano, along with Josh Reese. In this holiday season of giving, Andrew, it's a beautiful time of year. It's nice, it's fun, we got to spend time with family, yeah. and watch a lot of classic holiday movies. Die Hard <laughs> is the one movie that my family always watches every year. Yes, I uh, noticed that very early on when we were re-watching this film and Josh is quoting every line of the movie and I realized that I've been annoying people for years. Come to the coast, let's have a few laughs. But here's the, here's the difference. I admittedly ha- never saw Die Hard all the way through until... Until today, wow! Uh, I know about all the famous scenes. I know, you know, like I've, I've. There have been times where it's been on TV, and I watched like the last half of it or something like that. But yeah, I mean, it came out when I was two years old. You know, so you knew what um, Yippie Kaye meant, right? Of course. Okay, just want like, to make sure. Die Hard with a Vengeance was always my favorite Die Hard because I one. saw that in theaters with my parents, one. and I, I, it kind of watching this really makes me want to watch this. Uh, with a vengeance. Are because... we just doing a Die Hard, uh, Die Hard straight through, <laughs> all the way through five? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> after three, it's it. That's it. There's, they're not good after three. Uh, four's not bad. It's no, not it's terrible. not good. Uh, you know who the villain is? You remember? Yeah, Raylan Givens. <laughs> like yeah. before he was of any course. good, he was so bad in that movie. Uh, no, yeah, Die Hard with a Vengeance, Sam Jackson, and it's connected to the original Die Hard mm-hmm. movie, so that makes it really cool. But yeah, after rewatching this. I realized Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. What? It's definitely not a Christmas movie. There's no. nothing Christmassy no. about this movie. <laughs> this is filmed during Christmas. It's about kids wanting to see their father for Christmas. Yeah. It it's it's filmed. Uh, and there's just a lot of Christmas themes, a lot of Christmas music. But see, if it was a Christmas movie, they would have released it. Uh, during that time, it was released in June. It came out in theaters in June. It's it's a cla- yeah, but nowadays there's it's a classic. Christmas there's music. barely anything. He's coming home for Christmas. They like barely mention that, and then at the end, it's like let it snow, let it snow. like that's it. That's the only thing that has like this movie has nothing to do with Christmas. It's not a Christmas movie, but. It's one of the. This is a highly, this is highly debated topic throughout, like movie movie fans in general. It's only been is like Die the Hard last a Christmas movie. It's only been like the last uh, five years or so where this has become a thing. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? I'd have to say no, but that doesn't take away from how great the movie is. I loved it. The crazy thing is, Die Hard Two might be more of a Christmas movie than Die Hard One. <laughs> I think I can safely say with what I remember from Die Hard with a Vengeance that that's not a Christmas movie. No. <laughs> Die Hard 3 is not a Christmas movie at all. No. And neither is this, let's be honest. Uh, yeah, so this is our post-Christmas episode, uh, pre-New Year's episode, I guess, as well. Hopefully you got all the presents you wanted. Uh, you know, I'm I'm an adult now. I have kids, so like... Uh, the only presents I get are from Eric when we do the main, the What's Wrong With Wrestling podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he he got me a, a t-shirt a new stone cold shirt so that was cool my parents got me a few shirts but i gotta say the best christmas present i got was from josh reese this guy who claims to be the Grinch of Christmas, it's, it was he doesn't, technically a he doesn't do gifts, he doesn't give gifts, do gifts, he doesn't do anything. He walks in my house uh, last week, and he's like, hey, Merry Christmas. And he hands me, I, did not I should have brought Christmas. it up, but it's it's a, it's a pop, like, did not say Merry it's like a scene, uh, it's from Batman 89 with Michael Keaton, mm -hmm. when he's, you know, they're fighting on top of the building at the end of the movie. I should have brought it very up. Cool, very cool. I'll bring it cool next pop. time, but it was awesome, but yeah. Josh got that for me for Christmas. I think. Thank you, Josh. I think for something He's to so be considered generous. a gift is that it has to be wrapped. No, and it has it to not. be bought for someone with the intention that you're giving it to someone. And I didn't either. I consider it a gift, uh, you know. And it was right before. Things. It was right before Christmas. I was you know, just all like, this tough I have guy, an extra one, Andrew. Here you go. All this tough guy talk from Josh. I'll celebrate Christmas. Oh, fuck, 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 fuck. But no, he's really a, a, a generous person. I'm a very generous and clearly, person. clearly, the fact that I got a gift, like, I must mean a lot to you. And so I don't mean you. anything to Andrew, apparently. I, I guess I have to get him a gift now. Because no, he claims no, he doesn't want them, but really he wants them. No, so don't. let me know what I should get Josh. No. I mean, I know what he needs the most. <laughs> hey, that's coming. That's coming. Josh. I'm doing that myself, all right? <laughs> Josh Reese, 2023. He's coming. <laughs> Played by Josh Reese. Yeah, so we'll talk about uh, Die Hard later in the show. First, we have to... There's a lot of news and rumors, so let's get to the Hollywood hogwash. So, more DC stuff. Uh, yes. Has come out a lot, actually. Dwayne Johnson confirmed uh, that James Gunn currently has no plans for Black Adam in the DCU, which is not surprising. You know, they got rid of Henry Cavill, mm -hmm. and why would you have Henry Cavill show up? at the end of Black Adam. And if you're going to get rid of him, obviously you're not going to do anything with Black Adam. But right. The Rock posted a long... Did you read the whole thing? I got bored halfway through. I, I was like, of, oh, Lord Jesus. It's not as pretentious as the Vin Diesel one, so I won't read the whole thing. <laughs> but he posted like a long like RIP to Black Adam saying he's proud of the film. We brought thank, it into the universe. Thank you to the fans. And then he ends it with a shameless plug saying now we all need some terramana oh and it's like god Lord. damn it it's a shame because like i really want to like him and yeah. there's so many videos of him doing so much nice stuff but then you're like yeah but you filmed it you filmed it why'd you have to film it it's the rock is he's a promoter he's just, andrew yeah you know i wish he wasn't so phony i bet if i think if you met him in person like you'd be like wow he's a cool guy because that's just how he comes off but but yeah, that, sure. that plugging your Terramana after saying, oh, sorry, Black Adam's dead. <laughs> that's the one way. That, that's where it goes. He always goes into marketing. That's, what can I do that's next? That's all he can do. What's my next project? I don't have any. So let's just plug the plug the tequila. Being being him sounds exhausting. It does. You know? I mean, it's like, I just, oh, who would you want to be? I'd want to be Dwayne Johnson. Really? No. It sounds exhausting. No. I, I don't think I have the energy for it. I mean, working out all the time? No way I mean, not just that i mean like doing 50 projects at once i know but uh, you know it, it is kind of i can barely keep up with these podcasts that's uh, that's true <laughs> same here and i do half as many as as you do yeah but like you know it is it's just so weird right now 
in this uh, in the DC universe. Like nothing matters anymore. Like it's a reboot. Why, why even care about the Flash coming forward? Yeah. Only because maybe Michael Keaton might survive. Maybe. But I mean, like, I <laughs> that's mean, the only reason is because he's going to be in it. Apparently, but I mean, apparently, like, like there's there's nothing to 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 be interested in moving forward. Shazam had probably well, has no interest going forward. Uh, Shazam star Zachary uh, Levy addressed the rumors mm-hmm. of him getting knocked out. He responded to a fan on Twitter saying. I really wouldn't go believing everything you see on the internet. I'm Gucci. We all Gucci. I appreciate I appreciate that response because I actually do use Gucci sometimes in my everyday speech. So that's great. Who talks like that? I do, apparently. <laughs> Me and Zachary Levy. Which stupid celebrity made that famous? Was that like Which a parent? Was that like a Kim Kardashian thing? Oh, no. That was, uh, was it Scarlet Joe? Father, son, House of Gucci? That was, no, Lady Gaga was in that movie. Lady Gaga, Scarlett Gaga. That's who How it was. the hell do you confuse Scarlet Johansson and Lady Gaga? I'm so sorry. Scarlet Johansson's Lady very Gaga. pretty. Lady Gaga's not so much. Lady Gaga. That's my bad. Is that where it's from? I don't know where it came from. <laughs> well, that, no. People were saying that's Gucci before that movie came out. Was it? Okay. Yeah. But yeah, so but like. But he claims that he's safe, which is surprising, I think. That would be surprising. But, you know. It is one of the only good things about the they DCU. should make uh, they should make like an American Idol version of the DCU. They have all the actors lined up, and they're like, uh, "Shazam, you are safe." And it's, you know, uh, or, I'm sorry, Rock. You're or it's the the Bachelor version where they get roses, a rose for right. Shazam. The thing about the thing about James Gunn is like you know, obviously he wants to start over and do his own thing. Sure, and, fuck Zack Snyder. You know, he knows Black Adam sucked, but I'm sure he would also like to have someone like The Rock be in his movies. But the problem is you can't get rid of Black Adam and then just recast him as someone else. That would be, Although that's the rumor about Jason Momoa. I, I don't know. See, it's very confusing, Andrew. But like he said, like like Zachary Levy said, don't believe everything you read on the internet. That's true. Uh, that's James true. Gunn also responded to a commenter on Instagram who suggested that DC, you know, is booting Henry Cavill, which is true. But also Gal Gadot and Gunn said, I'm not sure where you're getting that we booted Gal. <gasps> Gal Gadot's safe. Gal Gadot's safe. Oh, my God. that That's what you should have led with, Andrew. Gal Gadot is safe. You are safe. Podcast over. Oh, thank God. Podcast Is Gadot. that really that big of a deal that it Gal Gadot is, is safe? Gal Gadot, come on. Gal Gadot is super hot. I would have been really sad if they recast her. Well, but what does that have to do with acting? I don't have nothing to do with that. <laughs> Listen, I, she, I think she's a fine Wonder Woman. She's she's one of the she's, better characters in that universe. Yeah, she does a fine job, but um, you know, the last movie was fucking terrible. It was terrible. I think what James Gunn is doing, he's like, I'm just gonna keep the people and the characters around that fans actually like. Like, sure. obviously, we like Harley Quinn. You know, he Harley put her Quinn. in his rebooted version of Suicide Squad. Shazam Margot Robbie was, was fun. great. People like Shazam. You know, it was okay. I don't know. Uh, we'll see about the second movie. Yeah. Um, but, I, and obviously people like Gal Gadot. They just don't, they just didn't like Wonder oh, Woman yeah. 84 because no one did. Well, I mean, that, it, that, that one yeah, was I a would, hard one to, hard one to, but it's going to be, for. it's going to be tricky if you're rebooting other characters with different actors, but then you're keeping Gal Gadot, you're keeping Shazam, 
you're keeping Margot Robbie. You know what I mean? I think the I mean, multiverse. Yes, they're gonna have to do some flashpoint, some flashpoint multiverse shit. Some some which exactly. hey, maybe Michael Keaton's just the Batman going forward, but he's he's also seventy years old. And I'm fine, but like with a, with a Michael Keaton as Batman, I think you could get some Batman Beyond stuff as well. Yeah, I think that's I think if, if he's gonna stick that. around, he should do more stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, I'd rather see him as Batman than like a terrible version of the vulture that we saw in morbius for sure batman bruce wayne definitely vulture okay hold on like sucks. i just look we're gonna have a bat we're gonna have the vulture scene with michael keaton um let me just write this dialogue real quick we'll fix it later sure sure. i'm sure. not sure how i got here it has to do with spider-man i think uh we should team up that's all right well, we'll just but, keep it hey, yeah but just remind me to fix that dialogue okay <laughs> The day of filming. Oh, fuck. Fuck. My God, that was so bad. That was a terrible, terrible one. But Michael Keaton is one of my favorites. and I, I know. That's I why like it was so him. hard seeing it. Because also, he was so good in Spider-Man Homecoming. And then to see him playing the same role in Morbius, but it was fucking awful. Yeah. It's an inverse. <laughs> it's crazy. It's terrible. I hope... I hope Sony gets shut down. They st just stop because Craven's going to come out sometime, I think early next year. Oh. And that's going to be dog shit because they're all dog shit. Yeah. Just stop already. Not looking forward to Craven at all. It doesn't help that the Venom movies have made a lot of money despite sucking so hard. Yeah, that is weird. The, the Venom 1 was decent. No. Venom 2, terrible. <laughs> Venom 2 is terrible. Anyways, we've spoken enough about that. Yeah. You could tell, like, look how bitter I am that, like, you know. It's still it's affecting been, you a year later. It's been over a year. That was the first podcast. It was Venom. Venom 2. All right. Hugh Jackman uh, confirmed to SiriusXM that Wolverine will be using time travel to appear in Deadpool 3, which okay. will keep the timeline from Logan intact. Yes, I did see uh, that for him, him saying, like, don't fret fans. Logan's going to be all right. I think the reason the only because you really wouldn't need to use time travel. The, I think the only reason they want to use time travel is to bring the Logan version of Wolverine to Deadpool three. Like they don't want they don't want X-Men, uh, the X-Men two version of Wolverine, you know, from the movie. Like they want the gritty rated R version of him in the Logan movie. Right. That's why they're going to use time machine. The time uh, time travel because it's like yeah we want this guy who just hates the world and like his world is basically over you know like either that or you know that, they want the angriest version of him that's true that and that could and be the R rated version of him the, the, the R rated version the only R rated version of him but uh, there also could be another reason for that and maybe that's uh, with some TVA bullshit as well time travels possibly some TVA stuff right but you wouldn't I'm saying you wouldn't have to do that. You wouldn't have like to. this is why they did it. Like we want that version of him in um, this movie, and so know, do I. The more crumbs that get leaked out about Daredevil, oh, Daredevil, Deadpool oh boy. three. Don't worry, we'll talk about Daredevil. I, soon. I'm really, really, really interested in it. And of course, I can't wait to. There's, wait there's no it. movie I'm anticipating more. No, <laughs> and it's two years away. I know time is going to move by fairly slow. Yeah, I mean, gee, the Jets will have a Super Bowl win by then. It'll be great. Which universe? <laughs> I don't know, but if you, if someone finds that universe where the Jets are good, please let Just me know. Just know that there's an Andrew Pisano out there in a different universe that's exceedingly happy. But you've got to take pain for that Andrew. I should make a parody of everything everywhere all at once where he, where oh, he, shit. 
It's like someone tells me, he's like, no, you, this, this universe, the Jets are worse. The, this is the worst version of the Jets in this universe. You can have a hot dog fingers, Andrew. I'll live in that universe if the Jets are good. I love hot dog fingers. I love hot dogs. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, moving on, Tom uh, Hiddleston did a voiceover for uh, a Disney Plus commercial teasing the upcoming shows mm-hmm. uh, and movies for 2023. The, you know, they showed that Black Panther is going to be uh, is going to be on Disney Plus, of course. Right. And we saw a few seconds of oh, uh, Oshuka. Oh, fuck. I already I see. Asha- Asaska? Ash- Ashaka. Oh, Lord no, Jesus. It's not. I think it's Ash- Ashoka. Ashoka. Sorry. Ashoka. Ashoka. There you go. The Jedi. Um, Yes, uh, with what's her name? Fuck. Oh, um, uh, Rosario Dawson. There you go, Rosario Dawson. Uh, Rosario, yeah, I'm interested in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, we saw a that few seconds fun. of Secret Invasion with Samuel Jackson. Mm-hmm. Very interested in that. And a few seconds of uh, season two of Loki. With maybe a couple other Lokis beside him. Multiple Lokis, and Owen Wilson's next to him. He's like, wow, so many Lokis, wow. (laughs) You know, because that's the best thing about Loki is that you get a ton of Lokis. You don't just get one, so that's really great. Yeah, so looking forward to that. Yeah, looking forward to lots all of those stuff shows. to look forward to in 2023. Yeah, from Disney, so I'm kind of excited about that. Uh, also, Charlie Cox told NME that Daredevil: Born Again will be dark, but it probably won't be as gory as the Netflix series. Womp womp. Look, it doesn't have to be like gore is not the wasn't the best part of the Daredevil show. Mm-hmm. You want to cut away during some you know stuff that would have been a you know more gory scene on the Netflix. Fine, if it's the same tone, I'd be happy with that. I don't think that's going to be the case. Right. I don't want Hawaiian shirt Wilson Fisk. Yeah. I want the brooding, the 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 big scary motherfucker. I want the know? kingpin that'll go murder a news reporter in his in his fucking apartment. Yes. I didn't come here to intimidate you. I came here to kill you. Yes. I want the kingpin that's in prison with the monologue to Matt Murdock, and then he just. Beats his head in to the to the to the um to the table. The kingpin that propositions the Punisher. Yes, Ugh. I want that kingpin. I, need I don't f- need the kingpin. Like I'm on my way to Maui, but I'm gonna get shot in the face first. <laughs> <laughs> Aloha. That's where. Uh, what was her name? Is what was this girl? His, uh, oh fuck. That's where my Jessica is. It wasn't Jessica. No, was no, it? no, no. Uh, Echo. No, 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 no. The is the love of his life. Oh, oh, fuck. It doesn't matter. It, that's that's where she is. She's in Maui. Maria? No, was I don't know. It, it, it doesn't matter. Whatever. Yeah, so he was always trying to find Jessica. her. Jessica. No, that was Jessica Jones. Ah. Who gives a shit? That's not important. Yes, but we need the dark and brooding part of that universe. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll be fine without, you know, the gore and stuff like that, but we just need the drama. Bring the drama back to Disney. That's what the D stands for, right. drama. Yeah, I mean, look, they, they we have the Deadpool movies on there now. Yes. And you have to have an adult profile. It's just simple. Logan. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's simple stuff. And, you know, it's going to be so off-putting when you have the Daredevil that you can see from um, from Netflix. Because that's on Disney yeah, Plus, too. Yeah, it's on Disney Plus, yeah. So it's going to be mashed up with, like, the, you know, the cute... Cute daredevil now. Now he's a family man having barbecues in his backyard. With Making She-Hulk. love to She-Hulk. Yeah. Uh, 
Ah. Yeah, and how is that kid friendly? He's fucking She-Hulk. What is like? That's you're okay with that, uh, uh, parents? Yeah, right. That's you know premarital sex, uh, Disney Disney parents. Yeah, that's a that's a little <laughs> that's a little bit racy. You know, I'm I'm finishing up my rewatch of The Sopranos. I'm oh. actually on the last episode. I thought you were gonna say a rewatch of Sea-Hulk. I was like, Andrew, what is wrong? Uh, that with will you? never happen, Josh. <laughs> No, I'm finishing up my rewatch of The Sopranos. I'm on the last episode. I think after I'm done, I'm going to oh, rewatch shit. Daredevil. Okay. You know, because season two especially was perfect. Yeah. That was the one with the Punisher. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so good. I'm going to have to do that. Uh, but yeah, Charlie Cox also said, I'm fascinated to discover why they chose to do 18 episodes. <laughs> It's almost he's like that's why is that why seems so many like a little bit much guys right and I brought that up too when it was mm-hmm. first announced I was like well thirteen seems to be like the magical number it does or even Disney Plus is, do, does six but you know thirteen's like the magical number for like shows like this it is a weird number but you know they're looking for more eyeballs and I know you're just getting into Andor yeah but I mean like if I had eighteen episodes of Andor I wouldn't have minded. Sure, and also it's 18 episodes that you keep your Disney Plus account mm-hmm. for multiple months. Sure. If you are just getting it for that reason, mm-hmm. you know, that's why they release it they episodically. One, and they were going to release it weird too, weren't they? I don't think so. No, it was 18 Oh, like weeks? two halves? Oh, I think it was. maybe. Uh, I don't maybe. remember exactly. But, yeah, we'll see. That's still That's still 2024. That's not coming out. No, we got a long ways to wait for that too. We could wait because we're not expecting much out of it. That's, That's the other true. thing. Well, we got Loki. Apparently, they're filming like all of 2023. So That's good. Yeah. They're back on track now. You know, COVID's behind us a little ways. Yeah. So everything is now fast forward. It's now back on track. You know, 2023 is actually a pretty big year. Loki, you got Secret Invasion. Yeah. You know, so I mean, it might be a pretty, pretty good year. I mean, movies too, right? Movies too. Ant-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy. That's right. And some other stuff I'm not remembering. But yeah, we've talked about it before. So we got a new trailer for Oppenheimer uh, this past week. Did you watch it? I did see it, yeah. I'm very excited for it. Uh, Everyone knows I'm a huge Christopher Nolan mark. The one... Go ahead. No, the one thing that I had seen... Um, and you probably know this being a Christopher Nolan mark is that, you know, he does a lot of, uh, he doesn't like to use CGI type of stuff. And that I, I had seen in the promotion for Oppenheimer that they created the first like nuclear explosion (laughs) for the movie. And I was like, they recreated the the nuclear, they recreated, recreated the explosion without CGI. Yeah. That's insane. I don't think they they really I, they they didn't built a nuclear the bomb. <laughs> they didn't do the same thing. I think what they did was they did they had a smaller explosion. They were like, we're just gonna pretend like that's it. Obviously. A really big that, but that's just crazy. You know, well, in he's, a day crazy. Of, he's killed multiple stuntmen. <laughs> but in the day of CGI, you know, it's kind of nice to see someone do some some classic yeah. actual shit. It's yes. nice. It, it is nice, but it's dangerous. I yeah. don't think anyone died making this movie, but that you know, so that's good. Uh, I wish I could have found it, uh, but I but saw like, this. You know, you know the Dark Knight Rises scene where they hijacked the plane. Mm-hmm. They filmed all that shit in the sky. Yeah, and like a stuntman died making that movie. I, I'm pretty sure it was that scene. Oh, I. That's what I want. I, I'm going to see if I can find it for next week. But I had seen this Twitter thread, and it was of Christopher Nolan movies, and it was like the 
the actual scenes they used instead of CGI. Right. Like in one of them, uh, they said in Interstellar, he planted 500 acres of corn. Yes. Just so that he could have a truck drive through well, so the acres of corn. They they actually realized that it was cheaper yeah. to do it that way. And then they sold the corn. That's insane. And they turned a profit yeah. with the corn. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, that just Well, that, that would be you. hard. To, I mean, yeah, CGIing, driving through corn, it's a lot easier just to do it. But planting... 500 acres yeah. and then harvesting and then selling that's just it so much that's so much that's work. awesome you gotta watch quentin tarantino's interview he he was with tom segura they did two bears one cave and he's talking about like you know he's like i don't hate the marvel movies or super but for me it's like you're either capturing it on film or you're not like yeah. he doesn't use cgi either he likes to build giant sets and do things like he's like you could take two cars you smash them into each other like that's a move you know I think that's just the way to go. Like you're watching. Well, no, CGI is so overused nowadays. Yes, it is. And and so much poor CGI is used. Yeah. No, like, okay, so you're watching Andor right now. And like yeah. one of the things that we hated about uh, Book of Boba Fett was just like it didn't really feel like authentic, you no. know? Because they filmed it all on that one stage that Disney uses. <laughs> right. You know? But in Andor, you're actually using like sets. You know, yeah. you're actually using scenes and stuff like that. You're going out and filming on location. And, and they look like real actual fucking places because they are real actual places. Yeah. It's great. I love to be immersed in something. Yeah. And you don't really feel immersed in something well, when it's know, all CGI. As much as I love... I, look, I love Infinity War. I love Endgame. They're, two, they're some of my favorite movies. But yeah, those movies are all just green screen. Like the whole movie is green screen pretty mm -hmm. much. I still love them, but yeah, we could use less of those for sure. For reals, yeah. So yeah, I'm excited for Oppenheimer, July 21st. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, this is really interesting and kind of scary, but movie studios can now be sued for deceptive or misleading trailers. Two people are suing Universal because in 2019, Ana de Armas appeared in trailers for the film Yesterday, but she was cut out of the movie. Hmm. Okay. okay. Last Tuesday, U.S. District uh, Stephen Wilson ruled against Universal, saying this was false advertising and is allowing the plaintiffs' legal action to go ahead. The plaintiffs, mm -hmm. Connor Wolf and Peter Rosa, paid $3.99 to rent the movie on Amazon Prime and were left disappointed when they didn't find Ana de Armas in it. The pair are seeking... Do you want to guess how much they're seeking? They they paid $3.99 to rent the film. How much money are they seeking in damages? It has to be ridiculous. It has to be a million. Five million dollars? <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is just one of these joke lawsuits. And the stupid district, this fucking idiot, Stephen Wilson, ruled against Universal like... You're you're so dumb for that. Now these fucking idiots are gonna get a settlement out of Universal yeah. for like a probably a hundred thousand dollars. Probably. Just, and now that's you're just shooting gonna, high, Andrew. And it's like, yes, I agree. They shouldn't put her in the trailer. She's not gonna be in the movie. But that's not something that should be illegal. I don't think. <gasps> should we go back and sue Marvel for showing that they were going to have? Uh, uh, the Incredible Hulk in um, Infinity well, War. Infinity War. Well, he was in the beginning, but he wasn't in that shot. Ah! He wasn't in the end. Which, yeah, that was. <laughs> I'm gonna be. I'm watching out for you, studios. 
Yeah, this you know is what? such a weird thing. I want to go back and sue Sony for Morbius. They made me think it was going to be an entertaining No, that's movie. what it opens up to because it's going to be like, well, that movie sucked ass. That was terrible. I, You know what? I want my fucking $20 back, Sony. I want $20 plus damages, $10 million. <laughs> You know what? For that's the suffering. A, for the emotional damage that caused me, that's about what it was. I saw Avatar 2 and I didn't pee and it caused my bladder to burst. <laughs> and now I... I'm seeking damages. Yeah, you know what? You could use uh, James Cameron stuff. He said not. He said for me not to pee. So I mean, I didn't. No, he said I, the opposite. Actually, he, he said go pee. I don't care. He doesn't care as long as you buy a ticket to the movie. Uh, we'll talk about him in a minute. It was a shitty movie. Uh, well, all right. Speaking of James Cameron, oh lord. In a recent interview with BBC Radio, uh, James Cameron was asked about Matt Damon turning down the original Avatar film because a clip of Damon went viral last year after he revealed that. Cameron offered him 10% of the film's box office, which would have netted him more than $250 million. Okay. Except the reason why Damon... Oh, he only turned it down because he was already committed to a Jason Bourne movie. Sure. So he couldn't accept the role. Mm -hmm. But when asked if Damon could get a cameo in a future Avatar movie, Cameron said, must do it. We have to do it so the world is in equilibrium again. But he doesn't get 10%. Fuck that. <laughs> Guy's just, he's a weird guy. He also said in another interview that he's he got forensic scientists to prove that Jack wouldn't fit on the door in Titanic. I saw that. It's like, you are a lunatic. Yeah, no. All you had to do in that scene, she's on the door, and he tries to get on, but then the door starts to sink, and he's like, oh, no, I'm too heavy. It won't hold both of us. That's all you had to do in the movie to add to it. Yeah. But he, I think he did it on purpose just so people talk about the movie for Forever. fucking 30 years. Because you're going to talk about it forever. Yeah. No, if, if I remember correctly, I thought that he said he was doing a documentary on it or something. <laughs> God. <laughs> no, maybe not. What is that show where the two nerds prove if something could... They probably already did that episode. Oh, what it was a Discovery uh, thing. Yeah, right? Mythbusters, yeah, yeah. They did probably did a Mythbusters episode. I bet you they probably on. did. Uh, well, while we're talking about James Cameron, I'll bring this up too. Uh, so could there be another Terminator on the horizon? Oh, God. No, 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 no. Uh, James Cameron was on the Wondery in Amazon Smartless podcast. Whatever. I haven't heard it. Whatever. Uh, but he had this quote. If I were to do another Terminator film and maybe try to launch that Ugh. franchise again, which is in discussion. Fuck you. But nothing has been decided. I would make it much more about the AI side of it uh, of the bat than the bad robots gone bad. Uh, hold on. Okay. Hold on. I would so make no it much Terminators? more about the AI side of it than bad robots gone crazy. There you go. Yeah. So it would be more on but the that's AI not the side, movie. the robots. Like Just I guess stop. them building their building their world instead of just the humans. Stop. We talked about it last week. Yes. Enough. You know, it's just it's just like every other intellectual property. It's like yeah, you, these movies were good. Mm -hmm. Like the first two, it was nineteen ninety one, was the last good one. We've yeah. had 30 years of shitty Terminator movies. Reboot after reboot after. No, those didn't count. Now we have this sequel. It's a, no, they it's, suck. This one does Just count. Stop. It's part Leave of the it universe. alone for the love of God. Wait till we're 50 and then reboot the whole thing. Do it again. No. Don't well, even then, do that. Well, technically by then, I guess Skynet would have taken over and just written stop the movie anyways. Stop ruining these classics. Stop it. Well, that's something that can't happen. That, that's, that's going to keep happening. Of course. Yeah. 
Yeah, they everything's a sequel. It. Not there's nothing. There's hardly anything original anymore. It's a yeah. shame. Yeah, and, and and it's funny because Hollywood likes to blame, likes to blame uh, the like you know the fans for this. Mm-hmm. But no, you're the ones doing it. You're making the movies. Like, well, because you won't see it. It's like, well, no, but you guys started it with the whole nostalgia thing. And then once that's all you put out, of -hmm. course, that's what anyone's going to fucking do. Yeah. You know? It's kind of annoying. That's like getting someone hooked on crack and be like, well, you're hooked on crack. Well, you did it. You you hooked. You're the one that gave me. You gave me the crack. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, I just got one last thing. uh, And it's a. there was an interview with Ryan Coogler, the director of uh, Black Panther. He Wakanda was Wakanda Forever. Wakanda yeah. Forever. He was on with the New York Times and uh, just kind of talked about what Black Panther was going to be before Chadwick Boseman died. Of I imagine less crying. Uh, probably a lot less crying. Whole movie. <laughs> uh, however, it was still going to feature T'Challa's son. Uh, instead of him just having sure. a cameo, it was actually going to be a father-son movie. And it was going to be the aspect of the of T'Challa and the son instead of. Were they still going to do Namor? I imagine. Uh, yeah, apparently um, the movie was going to have Namor, and um, uh, what was a uh, Valentina was going to be uh, more of a villain. So Valentina, Valentina, uh, the director, director Valentina. Oh God! Yeah. I forgot she was in that movie. She that was, was going to be. Those a, were worthless scenes. He said it was uh, basically basically going to be a three way con- conflict between uh, Wakanda, the U.S., and Tolkien. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So this is what he said. Uh, it was going to be a father son story from the perspective of father because the first movie was a father son's uh, perspective uh, from the sons. In the script, T'Challa was a dad. Who had forced? Who had his forced five-year absence from his son's life from the blip? Uh, so he was going to be returning after the blip, right? Uh, we had some crazy scenes in there for Chad. Uh, the movie was about a summer that the kid spends with his dad for his eighth birthday. They do a ritual where they go out in the brush and they have to live off the land. But something happens, and T'Challa. This is where I think it gets a little bit wild. T'Challa has to go save the world with his son on the hip. Son on his hip. Uh, so that was going to so be So another movie. fucking Mandalorian. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Yeah, they're the all copying son learning that. the ropes from his dad. They're all copying that. Really, it's Logan. Logan did it first. More, re- you know, more recently, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's not like that's the first time that's ever been done. Very true. Terminator 2 was that, you know, story, basically. Yeah. I don't know how I would have felt about this movie, but, you know, I, I thought the mo- last movie they did was just fine. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah. It was long. It was long. Right, go watch that one. Uh, you'll like this. Collider reports that season two of Invincible will hit Prime Video next year, 2023. Oh. They don't know exactly when, though. Oh, wait. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> well, I kind of figured what it's going to be next year. Yeah, right. I'm excited. Me too. Yeah, I like Invincible. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, let's talk some Die Hard. 1988. I was just two years old watching John McClane murder some Nazis. Now, uh, <laughs> I guess they were Nazis. A couple of them. Maybe. They're they're like sons of Nazis. This is only 40 years German from Nationals? World War II. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Hmm, I mean, Hans Gruber was a... Uh... I never thought about that. <laughs> I'm watching. I'm like, this is only 40 years after World War II. This is crazy. 
I did not think about that at all. I was more thinking about like, holy shit, that's what computers looked like back then. Oh yeah, that is what the computers looked like back then. That well, that was hilarious. Was <laughs> the movie was like trying to show us like, look at all this awesome computer technology, and it's like beep boop beep boop beep boop. I still remember playing Pong. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's the that's generation that, I yeah, grew up. Yeah, they were playing Pong in '88. Or I guess Super Mario Bros. was the, Somewhere around was the there, best. For sure. yeah. What was your first game system? I had an Atari. So I didn't... Like the Nintendo. Okay, Nintendo. Okay. Like the regular Nintendo. But my my brothers and sister, like they would always be hogging it. But that was like the first one I played. My grandmother had an Atari that I would... Play so I've played on the Atari. Was that was that that almost? Much but but I, that wasn't my first console because it it's not like it was at my house. Why was your grandmother playing the Atari? I think she just had it for us when we came over. She certainly okay. didn't. She didn't play the Atari. They just I don't know who put it there, but someone had it. It was in the basement, and like it, it was this was in Brooklyn, New York, in this super fucking old house. Hmm. And to go down to the basement, you open the door. It's completely dark. It's the scariest thing you can imagine as a little kid you know you have <laughs> okay. to walk down the dark like the blacked out stairs like the, you can't see anything and that's where the light switch is at the bottom oh that's terrifying so there were a couple times where i would open the door and just be like i really want to play the atari uh maybe later not today <laughs> i would like ask people like can you go down with me can you go down and turn the light on it was creepy down there man i bet so the light bulb probably swings from time to time. Yeah. Swing the first console that was like mine was the Sega Genesis. Mm. Sega. That's right. You okay. know, interesting. It's good stuff. Uh, but yeah, back to Die Hard. Um, <laughs> I have a question. Could cops bring guns on airplanes back then? I, like just in your holster? I think so. You're on a plane and you're sitting next to a cop. Oh, there's a gun on his holster. I don't think so. I felt like cops could do that up until 9-11. I don't think. I don't know about no? that. I think maybe you'd have to like check it with your luggage or something, but I don't know about why would you need to go just start shooting the plane? No, because they're considered an extra like a U.S. marshal type of thing. You know, yeah, but U.S. marshal. They were worried about that until after 9/11. That's true. I don't. I don't know. You know, that was things were so much simpler before 9/11, Andrew. Do U.S. marshals have, have guns things. on planes? Yeah, U.S. marshals have guns. I think the pilot. They have like a locked. I don't but know. it's like if you make the wrong shot, you're shooting through the plane and everyone's dead. Yeah. You know, it's it's crazy. <laughs> I, listen, I, I don't I don't claim to understand this yeah. logic, but, you know, they have. We're all going down. Reason. Well, that's what I was going to do anyway. So yeah. that's great. Well, look, people could, you know, smoke on planes back in the day. You know, it's yeah, just, it, shit was it, nuts. it's crazy. Yeah. Times have changed. My God, everyone got cancer. Whoever flew on planes back then. Well, every movie that we've watched pre two thousand and one, two thousand never forget Josh is canceled. Yeah, you know. canceled. Oh no, McLean having to use the computer at the hotel was hilarious because we don't even do this in twenty twenty two. Oh, just find the Bloop. name on the computer. What? That's your job. <laughs> you do that. No. So it was funny. So he he's looking up the names of the people, and uh, and uh, he find, finally finds his wife's name. And the guy's like, "Oh yeah, they're the only people in the building." 
I mean, like, what you know, should have been that was the yeah. first first place they should have thought of. Then it's funny. I was looking at trivia, and uh, they said that they use like this was this building was 20th Century Fox's headquarters. Oh shit! So that they didn't have to pay smart for a building, and they could do whatever they wanted. <laughs> oh wow! Interesting. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That is cool. That's like when uh, WWE did their pay per view uh, at yeah, the headquarters. Let's not talk about that. That was terrible. <laughs> that was terrible, but that was because they could do anything they wanted at their own headquarters. Yeah. Wow. So the bad guys show up fairly quickly to ruin the party. And by the way, I only have like, I have like a lot of quotes and just minimal stuff. You know, Josh has seen this movie multiple times, a shit ton of times. So multiple whenever times. you want to just not only go that, off okay, on something. So, so we can skip back just a little bit. So sure. they're in the party. Takagi's talking to everybody. And then, um, I'm forgetting uh, the guy's name that was doing coke. Just the cokehead. The cokehead. But he's totally macking on on Bruce Willis's wife. Yeah. You know, and he's doing a bump of cocaine as. as <laughs> but Bruce I like when they walk in. into his office. He's wiping the cocaine off. And, the he's, table. and Bruce is like, "Yeah, Mrs. Mrs. White. Oh, my bad. <laughs> you missed a spot." <laughs> no, so it's funny. So he seems like an an arrogant asshole, and arrogant assholes usually get theirs in the end. Of course. He gets theirs in the end. Yeah. yeah, he was sweating his balls off once the. Uh, once the bad guy showed up. For sure. That was good. And then like, okay, so Hans Gruber, he's he's talking to, uh, t- uh, what is it, Takagi? Takagi. Takagi. Mm-hmm. And he asks him for the codes to the vault. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't know. And he gives him one more chance. I don't know. Just shoots him in the head. Yeah. You could have tortured him, you know? He didn't see, did he seem like a guy that was going to torture anybody? He was Guess too not. fancy to torture people. Well, you know? no, he has other people torture. He could have had other people torture him. <laughs> but I know, like when he tells all the guests, he's like, oh, Takagi, he won't be joining us for the rest of his life. That's a classic line. <laughs> There's a lot of classic lines. That's a classic lines. line. There's really a lot good. of classic lines in this movie. But yeah, so I mean, uh, so he sends, um, he sends the black guy down to start working on the... Uh, um, breaking into the vault after he didn't get the password from Takagi. Yeah. So, and that sets up the whole rest of the movie because now you got to wait on, you got to open up the vaults. You yeah. got to wait on the FBI to come on. Yes. So that's part of the problems. So when we talked, when we did the Top Gun review, we, we talked about the first movie and I was like, yeah, it suffers from being an, being an 80s movie because they put their 80s shit in it. This movie really only had one thing that was super 80s about it, and that was the limo driver. <laughs> and, like, during all the action and the drama, it's like, yeah, let's just add the limo driver, like, you know, rap, you know, uh, jamming, uh, out, jamming the out to limo. some music. And then he's, right. he's talking to the teddy bear, and <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> you just had to have some brief moments of that 80s-ness, the 80s nostalgia. Yeah. It's like John McClane just fucking... You know, murdered a guy, and then we cut to the limo driver. He's like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, oh phone's dead. You got the number. Use it, man." Yeah. <laughs> McLean gets his first kill on a uh, Jeffrey Dahmer looking motherfucker. He did look super sketchy. Jesus. Yeah. They just fall down the stairs, and somehow his neck is broken. Yeah, twisted his neck, and for somehow, you know, out of the eight million terrorists in the world, he's got smaller feet. And his sister. And his sister. What a weird line. <laughs> uh, I like how he, I mean, he sends him down the elevator 
and his sweater. I now have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. That was great. So, okay. So you're saying this is not a Christmas movie, even though they keep on shoving Christmas right, okay. into the movie. Fair enough. He said, ho, ho, ho. Right. And he had a Christmas hat on. Christmas hat, everything. And it's a Christmas party, for God's sake. That's the only thing John McClane does that's, right? That has anything to do with Christmas. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He doesn't say Merry Christmas at all. I don't think so. No. It would have been great if he said, here's some here's some coal for your stocking or something like that. that. But that seems more that's like, like uh, Violent Night. Say, which Violent Night, Violent, was, Night. Violent Night was ripping off of Die Hard anyway. So they were like, hey, they say Die Hard's... I bet you they came up with that I, the idea for Violent Night. They were like, you know, they, people say Die Hard's a Christmas movie. It's not. Let's make it one. There you go. Maybe. <laughs> I'm sure that's what happened. Uh, so then we're introduced to Carl Winslow from Family Matters in this movie, which is always hilarious. He's playing a cop. So, yeah. So John keeps Just on like, trying to get the police to come to Nakatomi yeah. Tower. Yes. they The first time he pulls the fire alarm, but the bad guys uh, call the police off. Yeah. The second time is when he's on the top of the building and he's talking with the police. Yeah. And he's like, come get me then. Come arrest me. Yeah. So the police are like, fine, we'll send somebody there. And it's good old Carl, what was Carl, Carl Winslow. Winslow. <laughs> now, okay, so I want to know, where's the timeline in this? Was Family Matters around this time? Oh, yeah. Afterwards? Before? Before. Before. And during. And during? Pretty sure. Well, that's, I'll, I'll tell you right now. That's some terrible timing then, because this... Character 100 million percent should have been. Oh, uh, no. No? It was the next year. The so next he year? got the Family Matters role because of Die Hard. That one story that he told later. Oh, Jesus. We'll get to that. <laughs> okay. Fucking trigger happy madman. Well, then mad it's a man. shame. He should, have, he should have also been. Uh, wow, I didn't realize Family Matters was that. Uh, wow, 89 to 98. Jesus. That's crazy, right? Yeah. Interesting. That's crazy. <laughs> so this is before I guess no wonder you know makes sense by yeah. the way Car the Carl Winslow actor he looks 55 in this movie He's, <laughs> he was 36 he was my age that's crazy in this movie wow. what the fuck I mean people really age standard deaf you know that type of stuff uh huh you know he didn't have he didn't have HD definition on him that's that would have made it worse, Josh. Uh, yeah, I think. Right. probably would have made it worse. People but just sort of aged a lot worse back then. Instead of Carl Winslow, he should have been Al Pal. Uh, it doesn't ring a roll off the tongue. That was his name in the movie. Al You mean Al. instead of Al Pal, he should have been Carl Winslow. Or vice, no, vice versa, because this was first. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. he should have kept that role from Die Hard and right? brought it to Family Matters? Right. He shot a kid. Oh, that's right. Maybe they, maybe, they did, maybe they didn't want to make that canon. Maybe they didn't want to make that canon. Okay, why? We'll go into more detail later. Especially let's, with Urkel always let's, coming let's around. Stay, let's stay I've in, done dark things to children. Let's stay in it. Yeah. Did I do that? <laughs> you shot Urkel. I hate that bitch. I had a ray gun. He had a gun, I swear. A ray gun. <laughs> he had a laser gun. What? It looked real to me. So uh, McLean goes in the air ducts, and there's the famous shot of him with the lighter, mm -hmm. sarcastically saying, you know, come out to the coast, we'll have dinner, we'll have a few laughs, you know. This must Good be what stuff. a TV dinner feels like. And then uh, he's fighting more bad guys, and uh, he shows mercy to one of them, 
And then that guy gets the drop on him for a second. He's like, next time you have a chance to kill someone, don't hesitate. And then John kills him. He's like, oh, thanks for the advice. And that's, that's, that bad guy was terrible. So they're walking on the table. Just tables. shoot through the table. Yeah. Hop off the table and just gun him hop down. Hop off the table or shoot through the table or like, like McClane did. Yeah. It's wood. He's shooting like a, a couple bullets at each turn and he's yeah. zigging and zagging. Like he's, what are you doing? Well, you bro? know, these villains, they're, they're cocky. They're cop. You know what? These villains are all stormtroopers. They don't hit anybody. They're overconfident. They're overconfident. They're terrible. Like most villains. I mean, like even Hans villains. Gruber, his, you know, he there was oh. a couple times he should have just shot John McClane. His hubris. That's his hubris. Right. Mm. Um, and I love when Carl Winslow is like telling, you know, he's reporting back to them. He's like, oh, everything's fine here. And then the fucking guy lands on his car. He's like, oh, Jesus Christ. He just drives off the fucking My thing. My car's getting turned into Swiss cheese. And then John McClane, welcome to the party, pal. Another classic line. Great, great line. So many. So many. I can't believe you. it was only today that you've seen this movie all the way all through. All the way through, yeah. That's crazy. I know. Crazy. And then he talks to Hans over the you know radio and... Yeah, they start to build a little bond. That's the most bond. famous line. He's like, do you really think you have a chance against this cowboy? And yippee ki motherfucker. yippee ki Yeah. Great stuff. So then the police chief, a.k.a. the principal from the Breakfast Club. Oh, that's right. That's where it's from. He was a real asshole and an idiot. Well, I mean, isn't, isn't movie, that his character? When this movie came out, Roger Ebert gave it a negative review just because of this character. What? It's like, well, what about the rest of the movie? He gave it a bad rating just because of Paul Gleason. Yeah. But that's Paul Gleason's character in like every show he was, he's ever been on. I mean, he was overly stupid. Sure. For a police chief. Sure. They're like, what about the man that fell out of the bill onto my car? He's like, oh, it's probably some depressed stockbroker. <laughs> what? <laughs> you could figure that you could figure out that it wasn't a depressed like so quickly you could have figured that out. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but that was great. Yeah, he was he was a real asshole and just pathetic. And at, at the point where he's talking to Hans and Hans gives his demands and he just immediately gives in to all of his demands. He's like, we're going to make phone calls. It's like, you suck at this. How? Who are you going to call to make this too? <laughs> right? Like we need to release people from prisons all over around the world. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of funny because he's like the assistant police chief and like, this guy obviously has no power at all. Terrible. No power. At one point when they're trying to cut the power, he's like, I think we should call the mayor. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. no one listens to him. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's another, that is also another 80s thing is just like, yeah, the stupid police chief who doesn't know anything. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So then they, they bring the LEPD has like their mini tank to try to get in. Oh but right! The bad guys blew it up with a rocket launcher. Right. They send they send the foot shit. soldiers. Foot soldiers. Foot soldiers in Andrew. It's two o'clock in the morning. I'm doing the best that I can. Oh, because they you never do it when it's not two o'clock in the exactly. morning. Exactly. They send in the troops first, and they get gunned down. So yeah. that's when they send in the tank. Yeah. And, and it doesn't work out. No, the tank gets rocketed to death. Rocketed to death. Yeah. Yeah. Then McLean drops the C4 down the elevator shaft, and uh, one of the bad guys is like, oh, it's the cops. And Hans is like, it's not the cops, you idiots. Yeah. It's they're like, him. They're like, oh, my God, they're shelling us. Like, yeah. no, the cops are not <laughs> shelling you. <laughs> and then John telling off the police chief was good over the radio. 
That was uh, satisfying because that guy was an idiot. And, like, the chief just relents. He, like, totally pussies out. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay, here, take it back. <laughs> My feelings are hurt. Just talk to him. Okay. And this is where the cokehead makes the biggest mistake of anyone in this movie. Well, he could have made an even worse mistake. Because he could have said it's Holly's wife, Holly's husband. No, but that would have that would have been the move to make. Yes, that that would have been the move to make for the cokehead. He would have lived if he would have told him that. Uh, he might have still died, but that was that was his only option. But that's the better play. Instead of I'm McLean's best friend. I know. What? That's the stupidest. Terrible. <laughs> and I'm surprised McLean knew who he was. If I had met someone just for the one time. And you know me, Andrew, I forget things almost instantly. I would have been like, I have no clue who this fucking person is. Yeah, but I feel if you met someone right after you see them doing a bump of coke, oh, and you'd then probably to... remember who they are. You'd probably never forget them. Probably. You're right. Because I've never been in that situation. I've never met someone right after they do a bump of coke and then, you know, quickly try to get get it off the table. Yeah, I think okay. you would remember. You're probably right. That might have been burned in Plus my Plus, he's a cop. It's his job. Yeah. Oh, right. He's good with faces. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so the FBI shows up, and they do the, like, you know, this is my jurisdiction. Not anymore, it isn't. And South Park has had an episode, like, a few years ago where people keep interrupting, like, this is my jurisdiction. Not anymore, it's not. But then, then, like, a different department comes in. Not anymore, it's not. And they do it, like, five times. It's that so sounds good. hilarious. Yeah. They also had the stupid, um, you know, because they're FBI guys and they're both special <laughs> agents. Both of their names are Johnson. Johnson and Johnson. <laughs> one of them one of them eventually gets on the phone like, yeah, this is Johnson. <laughs> no, goes, the other Johnson. <laughs> yeah, it's Agent Johnson. No, the other one. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? It's a stupid joke, but it made me laugh. And I've seen the movie 20 times and it always makes me laugh. Yeah. Uh, this is probably my favorite scene is when McLean gets the drop on Hans, but Hans pretends to be a hostage mm. with an American accent. Right. I thought that's this scene. I think it's the best scene in the movie because you don't know if John believes him or not. I mean, you find out obviously, but at the time it's like, it's so suspenseful. Cause you're like, is John buying this? Is he pulling it off? But also like, Alan Alan Rickman's American accent is amazing. You know, he sounds like you're just average American. So. Well, you remember in Die Hard 3 yeah. that the Grubers, part of their group was that they were German. Uh, they were German soldiers, but they had American accents so they could infiltrate right. American establishments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, I guess that was part of the group that... This Gruber was in as well. Who got he got kicked out of? Yeah, right? yeah. the von sleeping or whatever it was. Sure, <laughs> whatever it was. But no, but like they also faked you out because when they, when Rickman was on the wall and John was looking at all the names in the building, Rickman actually picked a name that was on the wall and uh -huh. said it. Right. So it kind of made you believe, like maybe John's kind of you know, kind of thinking that it is a real person. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. And then when John... So I read this in, in trivia on IMDb, but when John offers Hans a cigarette, Hans holds it as a European would hold a cigarette. Hmm. And that was intended to be, like, taken as a clue to, like, for John to realize, oh, he's not he's not hostage. Well, back in the 80s, everyone smoked cigarettes, didn't they? 
Yeah, right. <laughs> well, he did. You saw John Sean McClain certainly did. He offered him a cigarette. Oh, yeah, John McClain smoked a couple times throughout the... And he was holding it the European way. For sure. So then John gives Hans a gun. Uh, he's like, you know how to fire a gun, you know? And he's like, oh, I took a, you know, course once or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Hans holds him at gunpoint. Uh, but the gun is empty, of course. That And that's like the scene I'm talking about from like when they first meet until then he's like you think I'm a fucking idiot and you know right. I love that whole scene because Gruber when he was checking on the detonators he put his gun down so yeah. he could hop up and try to look and when he jumped down that's when he saw John's grubby feet yeah and he looked what's, up it, what's so good about it is like the movie is about John McClane and you it's the first one so like he has to be the hero he can't really make a stupid mistake like this but also Hans Gruber shows how smart he is right you know to pull off something like that but of course it doesn't at the end it doesn't fool no. John McClain I mean this was the perfect plan if not for a John McClain yeah so then we have the Fabio looking bad guy mm-hmm. who is pissed because uh John McClain killed his brother that was the first kill first kill oh John- so he yeah ho 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 so he gets all like pissed off and smashes some stuff and John's wife sees that and she's like, he's still alive. Only John can drive someone that crazy. That was a funny little line. Yeah. They, <laughs> we saw it earlier. She, she in the had, show. They gave her a, a few good moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have Carl Winslow talking to McLean while he's picking the glass out of his feet from oh, the gun, oh, the oh, shootout earlier. Terrible. And, you know, they it's a nice bonding scene. It is. It's sweet. where Carl, you know, tells McLean that he shot and killed an unarmed. 13 year old kid in cold blood whoops <laughs> oops it was just a twitch of my trigger finger and you know uh, we don't I mean, know that he shot him and killed him to death we no, don't know that oh no he killed him do you think he killed him absolutely he, he the just way they were shot no, no no the tone of the scene the way he's talking about it i can't i can't i haven't pulled my trigger since yeah for sure it it wants he you to think that, that he he killed shot him, him right through the heart <laughs> It died in seconds. Well, that's just, you know and what? You fast forward to 2022, you know, where it's just, it's still a big problem. But like, at least now, like, if it's blatant, sometimes, you know, the cops get arrested and everything like that. But it's even crazier because Carl Winslow is black here. So it's like, well. Yeah, he was one of America's dads back in the day. Yeah. You know, and to think that America's dad could have that much impact. Right. It's crazy. I mean, he's also a great shot, apparently. One shot, one great kill. Great shot. He's so good at shooting kids. <laughs> kids. Kid was playing with a toy no. gun and he shot him. Kids and adults. He also got a kill later in the show. And that was from someone that hasn't shot his gun in, in uh, probably a decade. You know what's crazy was um, I had a friend who... Oh, this is going to get dark? No. Okay. Well, he died. Now. Oh. He died. He died. Well, anyway, I don't want to get into it. I had a friend. Um, he had these airsoft guns. That look like real guns. And they're actually right up there, uh, like stored in that box. Um, Because we were going to like make an action movie. Like a short film, short action movie. Um, And uh, and at the time I was like, man, like we're going to be outside holding these guns that look real. This could get dangerous. No, I I know exactly what you're talking about. It's things that you can't do today. But like when I was younger... I used to play laser tag at like my old elementary school. Yeah. I couldn't do that nowadays. 
I'd be shot by a cop. Well, I mean, <laughs> when, terrible. Like when my dad was a kid, they would make the toy guns look like real guns. Yeah. The toy guns would look just like real guns. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 So. Times Anyways, have changed. Carl Winslow murders kids. Well, and then I, they were like, you can see how real that I think that guy is. would be perfect for Family Matters. Uh, to be American. Because originally man. Family Matters was going to end with him killing Urkel <laughs> at the Shut final up. episode. <laughs> I think that thought that was how it was going to start. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then the FBI orders them to cut the power, which is good for the bad guys because it'll open the vault. Mm hmm. And Hans, another great line, you ask for miracles, Theo, I give you the FBI. It's great. Amazing. Yeah. FBI is playing their playbook and they're going by each play. Okay. Yeah. That's well, no. not really what he said. He, but no, 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 no. But later, earlier in the show. They're following the universal playbook. There you go. For Thank terrorists. You. Something Thank like you. that. Yeah, it was, it was something like that. <laughs> I, we said it both the same way. Oh, no, we didn't. Yeah, same way, same way. Uh, then we have the news team basically break into the wife's house to interview the children. That's fucked up. But but like you had You want me to call INS? But like uh, you had said when we were watching puta. the movie, that's on her for opening up the door, to be honest. Yeah, don't even open the door. Don't but she didn't door. know, I guess. She didn't know that they would all be national news. That's terrible. But like, what kind of journalist sticks... A, a microphone in front of a what? What do you think? How old she was? Six year old, Six, seven year old? Yeah. I just wish my dad, mommy would get. My what dad. kind of journalist? Uh, ninety nine percent of them. You think so? Yeah, I think that's where I draw the line. Well, all right, maybe I'm not. You're the one percent, Josh. Amen, ladies. I don't think you'll ever have to do something like that. I don't think you so. report on you know sports. high school sports. Yeah, right. yeah, what what would you have to do that for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, because of that, they're on TV. Hans sees it, and then he uh, he sees the picture, the family picture, and then he looks at Holly and he says, uh, "Mrs. McLean, how nice to make your acquaintance." Mm -hmm. Another great line. So they sends up all the people to the roof and yeah. keeps. Mrs. McLean, because the plan, which was actually a genius plan, was to put all the people on the roof and then blow the building. Yeah. And then the guys would escape on in an ambulance. You know, that's perfect. They yeah. would never know. Right. You know? But it's yeah, just well, he says a line like, uh, you know, they don't look for you when they think you're dead, basically. That's right. When you steal $600, you can disappear. Not $600? No, no, no. But $600 he, million. Dollars. No, but when he first said, when you steal like $60 or $600, people will look for you or something like that. But when you say $600 million, you have to be, you have to disappear. They'll look for you unless they think you're dead. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. I was getting it. I was getting it. I was there. All right. So then McLean finally faces off with Fabio and ultimately hangs him by a chain. But it was his toughest fight scene yet, of course. It's the For biggest sure. guy. Yeah. It's fucking Fabio, you know. Fabio shot him through the, sh the shoulder, too. Yeah. And he kept on trucking. And then uh, McLean gets the hostages off the roof by shooting in the air. But by doing that, the FBI thinks he's a terrorist, so they shoot at him. Mm -hmm. And then McLean bungees off the roof, basically, as the bad guys blow it up. I'm not a person that deals with heights very well. And even to this day, that scene always terrifies me. You know, sure. jumping off a roof and then he's swinging there. Yeah. Trying to get back into the building. Oh. Then the Matrix recreated that scene 11 years later. Oh, yeah, very similar. Yeah, Remember very Trinity similar. with the... Yeah. Very right. similar thing. But yeah. Like 
Uh, so then John faces off with Hans, who has a gun to his wife's head. Uh, Holly sees John, and, you know, he's all fucked up. She's like, Jesus. He's like, hi, honey. You know, that's classic Bruce Willis. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, McLean drops his gun, and Hans is about to shoot him. And Hans is like, what did you tell me earlier? yippee Kaye, motherfucker. And they both have a good laugh. They're like, eh, maybe we could have been friends, you know. And in different worlds. Uh, John, you know, but John's got a gun taped to his back and he shoots Hans, mm-hmm. shoots the other random bad guy that's there too. When, okay, so like bad guy 101, Andrew. Uh-huh. Bad guy 101. Yeah. For anybody out there that's listening to, when you're laughing with another guy for a little bit too long, you should know something's about to happen, right? Uh, you know? Sure. Y- 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 well, y- you know, it's, it's, he didn't know he was in a movie. I guess that's Where the true. bad guy has to lose. Maybe he didn't know he was a bad guy. But, you know, you just have to have some mental clues. If you're out there just laughing, just know something terrible is about to happen. (laughs) What? That's a terrible thing to tell people. Yes. If you're enjoying yourself and you're having a good time with friends. Be on the lookout. Something terrible. One of them is about to shoot you. Terrible is about to happen. Maybe Uh not just shoot, but terrible is about to happen. It's right around the corner. So anyways, he shoots Hans. He's hanging out of the building window, but he's got Holly's arm and she's wearing the Rolex that she got. Mm -hmm. And he's hanging onto her Rolex. And then Hans is about to shoot them, which I don't know how good of a plan that is. Because you're hanging on to her. If you shoot either one, you know, I think that's going to be... Uh, I think at that point, he was just like, I hate these motherfuckers. I guess. I'm going to kill them. Uh, but yeah, John removes Holly's Rolex and Hans falls to his death in another iconic shot. Yeah. That's probably the most iconic shot. And Reginald... Uh, or not Reginald. Um, uh, the police chief, the assistant police chief, his best line of the movie was like, Oh, I hope that's not a hostage. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you know how they filmed that scene, though, of Alan Rickman falling? I would imagine a stunt double did that. A stunt double? It's his face. Mm, No. Well, tell me. So they had Alan Rickman fall 40 feet onto a giant airbag with a blue screen. And then obviously they put the city in later. So it was a blue Mm. screen. Okay. They told Alan Rickman that they would drop him on three, but they dropped him on one to get a genuine reaction. That's like that's why the reaction is like so oh, shit. good. He's like so shocked that he's falling because mm. they're like, "All right, we're gonna drop you on three. All right, ready? One." <laughs> and he falls and <laughs> yeah, but he fell forty feet. That's crazy onto a giant airbag. So I'm, you know, obviously he was fine, but that's still forty feet. 40 feet on anything is still not going to feel great. Well, it's, it's, I'm sure it's those like giant airbags they use for anyone who's, you know, trying to kill themselves. Yeah. Oh, they, they had a scene in that lethal weapon. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Kudos. That's a good bump. But yeah, Alan I thought Rickman. that was really cool. This is all Alan bump. Rickman's first movie. <gasps> this was? He only did like TV shows up until this wow. point. This and good. he almost turned it down because he didn't want to be like, he's like, oh, of course, I'm the foreigner. I'm the bad guy. Uh. <laughs> Well, but he did an excellent job. Unfortunately, he would learn that would be his role. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's that's what happens. But I mean, not yeah. forever, though. You know, wasn't he the bad guy in Harry Potter? No, no. I thought I thought the Professor Snake was a bad one. Did he turn bad in future movies? I know. I only saw the first one. I only saw the first one because someone CGI'd guns on you know replaced the the wands with guns. 
I told I, 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 I talked about this before. Just type Harry Potter with guns. I remember. It's the best. Yes. It's the only reason I watched it. It's fucking amazing. Um, no, and then he was in Dogma, where he played the voice of God. That's right. That's where yes. I love. That's like. That's right. I love him in that in that movie. He was great. Yeah. So yeah. Not always, but yeah. No. Generally, he's you know yeah he became the bad guy, and that's yeah, what happens that's in true. Hollywood. You get typecast. Fucking Grubers. Um, but yeah, everything seems to be over. But then Fabio comes back from the dead. Like a horror movie. <laughs> yeah. How the fuck? Because John left him there hanging, like he was a like he was a, a fish on a hook. This was. Um, I don't know how that happened. This was not really needed. Well, it was needed. Hans to Gruber sh- is the big death. That should be the last death of the movie. Sure, but they wanted to show you that you redemption know for the child murderer. Redemption. Redemption for good old <laughs> Al Pal. Redemption for the child killer. Because he was going to have... 13 years old. Yeah, well, you know, he 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 wanted to show you that he's going to be a good, strong cop going forward. Someone that John and... and, and you know uh, this character killed more kids. I don't know that. <laughs> he probably stopped after that. Maybe he, just, maybe he got out of the force. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Carl Winslow takes care of Fabio. And then the news reporter asks John for a comment, but Holly punches him in the face. He's like, did you get that? I think that's the last line of the movie. <laughs> and then let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Merry Christmas, everybody. That's amazing. Yeah. A great, great, great movie. One of my favorite 80s movies. It's Love really it. good. Love it. 10 out of 10? For 80s movies? Yeah. Well, no, just, you know. Uh, I think it's probably about a uh, nine, probably. Yeah, all right. I think it's a nine. That's fair. Uh, all right, let's pull up some fan questions. Let's see what they had to say. Die Hard 3, 10 out of 10. Oh, you like Die Hard 3 better? Oh, yeah. Die Hard 3 is the best. Uh, that's, yeah, I think that's. I think so. I mean, I really want to watch it again now, now that we watch this. I think we should do the trilogy. All right, fan questions. Josh, if you're as limber as you say you are mm-hmm. with squatting, stand on one foot for 10 seconds. Do I do that no, now? No. Yeah. I can do that easily. While squatting? While squatting? No, I can't do that. You can't? Mm, maybe. I might have to try that. You want to try it? I'll try it. Right now? Right now? Okay, sure. <laughs> they won't be able to see, but I will. Yeah. I mean, you'll know if I'm be... squatting. Please don't hit the table. If you're going to fall, fall that way. Don't knock over all the pops. Oh, this is gonna. This is kind of strange. One, two, three. <laughs> You weren't even really squatting. You were like kind of, certainly not in the position you were. I don't have the leg strength. Jeez. I'm building. I'm building. He's all red now. Tyrone Grizz. You're going to kill Josh, Tim. Stop this. (laughs) Tyrone Grizz, when the bad guys don't know you're sneaking around a giant building, don't kill one and send him down an elevator. And especially don't tell them you're armed. Bold move, Cotton. (laughs) See if it pays off for him. That's great. You know what I also loved about this movie? Was the intimate knowledge that John had of the inside of, of mega structures. He knew where everything was and just, you know, each door led to another place where he could hide. Yeah. It was great. You know, he knew about elevator, how elevators worked and everything. Well, he's know, a cop. Come on. I don't think the normal person knows that you he's could a cop. hide on top of an elevator. He's a super cop. He is a super cop. 
Dylan, Andrew, did you give Josh some money for a hooker for Christmas? What? Or at least a few restaurant gift cards so Josh can take an unlucky, <laughs> I mean lucky woman on a date. No, but I have to get him a gift now because he got me one. Don't so have to give me a gift. You know, he's doing that bullshit. Don't have to give me a gift. Yeah, he says that, but really he's he's seething inside. I'm not. I can tell. He's all, look, he's, you're all red. Oh, that's from the squatting. That's from the squatting. Uh, Michael Ha, hope you guys had a Merry Christmas. Uh, love all that you guys do. Josh spell Hanukkah. That's yeah, not spell Hanukkah. I yeah. mean, that's t- no, just it's not luck. H U. Nope. You got no. No. Han? Second letter. H U N I. Think Hans Gruber. E. Han Han Ika. Hanukkah. Oh God. Yeah, I can't do that. Andy Piconi, if you could. Could you do Hanukkah? Ah, probably not. Okay. Good. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I. I don't know. That's a tough one. I, I might toughie. I might be like one letter off. Hmm. Although now I know it because he spelled it. Damn it. Uh, Angie Piconi, if you could kick one terrorist in the dick, who would it be? Oh, like a movie terrorist or like actual terrorist? Because it'd be know. Osama bin Laden, right? You'd yeah, I mean, him he's dead though now, but yeah. I don't know any current day terrorist. Kim Jong-un? Is it ill? Sure. No, it's un. Un? Ill is the dad. Ill? Okay. Omar, I consider all the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit movies as Christmas movies. What? Because <laughs> they're all elves. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Fun fact, every film in the entire franchise has been released in December. Oh, that's why. Oh, oh Lord. P.S. Josh, why do you not celebrate anything? Why are you so firm on not using a condom? What's wrong with you? We've already there's been down a, this road a lot wrong with many me. times. Yeah. Yeah, all out, these questions have been answered. Check out the other podcasts. <laughs> We're never going to be satisfied with any of these answers from Josh. Probably not. The Rizzler can't think of any movie with a better and more iconic one-liner than Yippie Kaye motherfucker. Close second would be Arnold's I'll be back, but good luck coming up with something that can compete with John McClane's banger of a line. After, li- you know, because I've seen it all the time, I, I wish that McClane had said it more forcefully, but he kind of says it as he's backing out of a room, and it's like, Yippie Kaye motherfucker. But I wish it was more like yippee Kaye, motherfucker. Well, they do that in the future films. Sure, 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 sure. When did he say it in Vengeance? I don't remember. Well, I mean, he definitely does. I remember in Die Hard Four, it was way. It was not. It was awkward. It was awkward. Yippee Kaye, motherfucker, and he shoots himself. <laughs> <clears throat> Chris Dibbern, Pushfire Berry, non McLean quotes. Uh. Hans, uh, booby, I'm your white knight. Uh, oh, my God, the quarterback is toast. No. No. Um, if this is their idea of Christmas, I got to be here for New Year's. I think you bury that one. You Fire the quarterback is toast. Fire the quarterback is toast, and you push, booby, I'm your white knight. Yeah. I might use that more in my everyday vocabulary. Right. Mills, what are your three best and worst movies of 2022? So we're going to do that next week. We're going to okay. get everyone's opinion on that. Spoiler alert. Uh, he's got Top Gun as his best movie. He's got Thor as his worst. I think Morbius might be in there. Yeah, how is... Oh, Morbius is three worse for him. So, wait, Thor was worse than Morbius? Come on now. That's, uh, that's, that's trolling. That's that's trolling. That's some Josh-level trolling. Mm. PCJ, yes, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Only in the 80s could you... Smoke anywhere, bring guns on planes, snort lines of cocaine just as your boss walks in the office and not get in trouble. Oh. Any plans for the new year? Will we be getting any hogwash-style shows on Patreon, like brackets, watch-alongs, blah, 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 blah? Oof. I've been thinking about doing a, a, a TV theme show bracket. 
like okay. best TV theme show slash intro because you'd have to take the visual into account. Like doing that as a bracket, just as Oof. like a regular episode. Oof. So that means Peacemaker would win, huh? Probably, yeah. Damn. Peacemaker wins. Well, yeah. Bracket over. It's going to be on there for sure. <laughs> no, but there's a lot of great That's themes. a lot of good ones. Uh, yeah. Theme songs I, I, that would be a fun one. Intros. Yeah. I think we should do that. Instead of like doing a movie one week, okay. we just do a bracket. Sure. I think that'll be fun. I think that would be fun. Carlos Ramirez, what's the better Christmas movie, Batman Returns or Iron Man 3? That's easy for me. It's Batman Returns. I did not like Iron Man 3. Whoa. That's where I'm differing. I did not like Batman Returns. I liked Iron Man 3. When did you see Batman Returns? It's been a while, but I don't remember any of it. You liked Iron Man 3? I like all the Iron Mans, yeah. Iron mm. Man 2, I liked Iron a Man, lot, too. No. No. Give me my burden. No. Iron Man 3 was Tony Stark gets home for Christmas. That's a Christmas movie. Yeah. No, nah, not really. He had, the little, he had the little cute kid that he was mentoring for so long. Fuck that kid. Yeah, it was so great. The kid's crying at the end of Endgame. You knew him for a day. <laughs> it's his father figure. No, that was terrible. By the I way, I was, wa- I was in the theaters watching that movie, and I was like, oh, Ben Kingsley is not the bad guy. Yeah, it took me a That hurt time. it from... That, uh, that, just figuring that out right away. Oh, they're not going to have a real Mandalorian. Because uh, I was like, uh, hold on. Mandalorian. Like, you know what I'm talking about. Who's editing his videos? That's that's how I figured it out. Mm-hmm. Cuz I was like, wait, these terrorist videos the product the like the production is way too high. It's really good. I was like, clearly this whole thing is fake and that ended up being the case. That's You'll what tipped me never off. Never see me coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, do I? I think I do a good Ben Kingsley. Wow. Okay. All right. Look, <laughs> it was all right. Don't get, don't go crazy uh, here. It was okay. <laughs> Bobby the Mark Soydam. It's probably your second best impression. <laughs> I think it is. And it was just okay at best. Uh, Bobby the Mark Soydam. My favorite movie of 2022 was The Batman. You ain't alone, Josh. Is that official? I don't know. If no, it it's my... everything everywhere. Look, we'll discuss it next week, We're going to okay? discuss it less next week, but I will say I have watched The Batman three times this year. You idiot. It's really good. Yeah, I'm sure you love it. I did love it. It's about a, a lonely guy who can't get laid. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast. I'm just kidding. Make sure. Hey, <laughs> it's felt, coming. It, that felt right. Someone's coming in 2023. Josh Reese is coming in 2023. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you are viewing us. We also have exclusive videos on our YouTube channel, Hollywood Hog. I don't know what's going to be exclusive. <laughs> at this Hollywood week. Hog Pod. <laughs> Follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Hollywood Hog Pod. <laughs> Next week, we're going to review Babylon. That looks really good. Okay. It's with Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie. Uh, Toby Maguire looks like he's playing the Joker in this movie. It's about Hollywood in the 1920s. Oh, Lord. It looks good. Uh, I think we should watch it and review it. And uh, we'll see you next year where Josh is coming. So next year's your year, right? I'm coming. You promise? I promise. I'm coming everywhere. (laughs) That's right. All at once. Oh, God.